Our Island Story, Chapter Ninety Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Kara Schallenberg. Our Island Story by H. E. Marshall. Chapter Ninety Three. George the Second. The Story of the Black Hole of Calcutta. Besides the civil war, Britain had other wars to fight. France, England's old enemy, was still the enemy of Britain. Once again there was war between them, and this time the fighting was not in France, nor in England, nor on the seas, but in far off lands. Long ago, in the days of Elizabeth, you remember that Englishmen sailed over the seas to the newly discovered country of America and made their home there. You remember how Raleigh claimed Virginia for England, and how later the stern Puritans sailed away in the Mayflower, and founded a new Plymouth and a new England over the sea. Little by little these colonies, as such new countries which are peopled by an old country are called, grew. Towns sprang up, harbors were built, and the colonies became a rich and powerful part of Great Britain. In another country, called India, Britain had also possessions, and trade with India had become of great importance, and was carried on chiefly by a company called the East India Company. But France, too, had colonies in India and in America, and the French and the British became so jealous of each other that war broke out in both countries. The French were much stronger in India at this time than the British, and they made up their minds to drive the British away altogether. They might have succeeded, too, but for the cleverness of a young man called Robert Clive. He was a clerk in the East India Company's office, and not a particularly good clerk either, because the work he had to do was not at all the kind of work for which he was fitted. When war broke out, Robert Clive gave up being a clerk and became a soldier, and he soon showed that he was a clever one. Some of the native Indians fought for the French and some for the British, but Clive and his sepoys, as the native soldiers were called, won, and the French governor was obliged to leave the country. A few years later, one of the native princes who had fought for the French attacked the British who were living in Calcutta. He killed many of them, destroyed their houses and factories, and those who were left alive he shut up in a horrible prison called the Black Hole. There were one hundred and forty-six prisoners, and the black hole was so small that there was hardly room in it for them to stand. The windows were so tiny that hardly any air could come through them. When the prisoners were told that they were all to go into this dreadful place, they could not believe it. They thought at first that the prince meant it as a jest. But they soon found out that it was no jest, but horrible, sinful earnest." In spite of their cries and entreaties, they were all driven in, and the door fastened. It was a hot summer night. What little air came through the tiny windows was soon poisoned by being breathed over and over again. People fainted, went mad, died. The cruel Indians held torches to the windows, and, looking in, laughed at the terrible sufferings of the poor prisoners, who cried for mercy as they beat upon the door, trying vainly in their agony to break it down. In the morning only twenty-three came out from the dreadful hole alive. When Clive heard of this horrible deed, 
he marched against the native prince, and utterly defeated him in a battle called Place. He drove him from his throne, and placed another prince, who was friendly to the British, upon it. He drove the French from their fortress there, and ever since then the power of Britain has grown and grown in India, until today our king, the king of Great Britain and Ireland, is also the emperor of India. End of chapter 93 Read by Kara Schallenberg www.kray.org On September 9th, 2006 in Oceanside, California.